0: On the grand scheme of things, I think we could all admit that God has blessed us immensely. He has blessed us. There are so many things that we have uh, to be thankful for. And we do thank God for those blessings. I think all of us here have something that we could say, Lord, I am so thankful for this. But sometimes life just smacks us in the face. If you're honest, sometimes that just happens. It can knock us over. Can even knock us out for a time. Sometimes life can just seem awful, and we feel like just living is starting to take its toll on us, and we don't always have the energy or the drive that we once had or that we would like to have. And we find ourselves exhausted. Maybe you could even be in a place today where you just feel perpetually tired, and that goes for those that have young kids and those that don't have young kids. Where you just find yourself going to bed on Friday night and you wake up and it's Monday morning. And you're wondering how in the world did did that just happen? I don't feel like I can catch a breather. I, I don't think I can get caught up on anything. Maybe you feel like you can't find peace or you can't find rest. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there is a weariness that transcends a physical tiredness. There is a weariness that is deeper than the surface, more than physical fatigue, more of the type of feeling that makes us feel like we just can't make it one more day, where you take a deep breath and you exhale, I just don't think that I can do this anymore. I've had it. I've come to the end of myself. I'm beaten up. Broken down by this thing called life. Maybe you're here today and you feel alone. You feel alone because you've been abandoned. Maybe your family has left you or you don't have any friends. Maybe you feel extremely isolated from everyone around you and because of that, you really don't know who to turn to. You don't know who you can talk to about these things that you're struggling with and so you're living in your own private tribulation, as it were. Maybe you're here today and you're just tired of things that are happening in your relationships. It can be hard being a friend. It can be hard having interpersonal relationships. Maybe you're going through a breakup or maybe you've been mistreated by someone that you considered a friend and you know they said some pretty awful things about you. I mean, dealing with interpersonal relationships can be so draining. It really can. You know, my brothers and I growing up, we used to mess with each other and say these things. He said, don't be negative, don't be draining, or don't hang out. And that was our motto growing up, because sometimes junior high just calls and says, psst, can we have our drama back? And it's just draining, dealing with the kind of things that we deal with on the friendship level. And maybe you're exhausted from something that's happening there, and you just can't seem to find any peace. Maybe you're listening to this today and you're worried because somebody that you care about deeply or that you're concerned with because of the actions that they are displaying in their life. They're making poor life decisions. And you realize that. But you are in a position to make them do what's right. But you have a deep concern for them because you love them. And you care about them. And you can't find rest because you see them spiraling down you know, with every poor decision that they make. Maybe you're here today and you're in a marriage and your marriage is struggling. Maybe you've been fighting non-stop. Maybe you're here at church and you're trying to maintain your composure. But in the car, on the way here, behind closed doors in your home, it's not a pleasant place to be. You know, you have that sinking pit, you know, in your stomach kind of feeling. Where you think, man, this is just a really bad place that we're in. You know, you could be a very successful person, and you're listening to this, and you have everything that the world has to offer, but you can't seem to sleep at night because of the concern over your business dealings, your investments. Your riches have increased, but you've set your heart on them, and now they have come to control every bit of who you are. So I just ask, where are you at today? Where do you slot in at? Well, wherever you may find yourself personally this morning, we're going to be looking at what not only the Scriptures say about finding true rest, but even more importantly, what Jesus said. Point number one of two this morning is this. Jesus has authority over all things. In Matthew 11, verse 25, it says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank You, Father, Lord of heaven, and earth that you have hidden that you have hidden these things, it says, from the wise and prudent, and you've revealed them to babes. You've revealed them to babes. And you're like babes. You mean like sweet babes, hot babes, dude? Thank you so much for bringing me here today. I appreciate that. No, that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's not saying the father, that the father is hidden the truth of God's Word from the wise and prudent has revealed them to the ladies. Because that would not only be denigrating, but we know that the ladies can actually be more wise and prudent than men. Isn't that right, ladies? Yes. So what is he saying here? He's saying that the wisdom of God has been hidden from the wise that some of the greatest scientists and scholars and statesmen and businessmen have been some of the greatest strangers to the Gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. See, there's this mentality that we will look into any other possibility other than Jesus. You know, I just need to drink more green tea and there I'll find rest. Or you know, some self-medicate with alcohol or substances. You know, they want to take the edge off and. You know, when they're impaired, they don't have to really feel what's really happening in their lives. Others will seek self-help strategies, you know, and try to apply certain things that tell you that you need to love yourself more and just do what you want to do. Might I just share this right off the bat, that self-seeking and selfishness causes depression? Christian or non-Christian, it's clinically proven. You're not going to find the peace that you're looking for by focusing more on you. That'll just make matters worse. I mean, so with the million and one things that are out there that can quote-unquote help you, how do you know what to do? Well, in verse 25 of Matthew 11, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight." In 1 Corinthians 1, verses 27-29, through 29, Paul writes to the church in Corinth and says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that, verse 29, no flesh should glory in His presence. That no one would say, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. By my might. By my strength. By my ingenuity. By my giftings. By my wealth. By my intellect. See, the religious leaders, the scholars, the men considered wise in the world's eyes, by the world's standards, have rejected the truths found in God's Word and particularly found in the person of Jesus. Yet, those that are simple, regular people, and even children can understand the great blessings that come from God. God has not chosen to reveal Himself to those He has not chosen to reveal himself to those that are blinded by their own pride and arrogance. But see, when we get to the end of ourselves, the end of our abilities, the end of our resources, we realize that it's going to take a lot more than what we have to offer. A lot more. I thought I had every single thing in me that was needed. See the Lord does allow a basement or being abased, hitting rock bottom to bring us to a place where we more fully understand God's power and our lack thereof. God takes the foolish and he makes them wise. God takes the weak and he makes them strong. God takes the despised and the unpopular and the outcast and uses them in ways that are mind-boggling. That's what the Lord does. See, God's wisdom does not slot into the space known as conventional wisdom of man, for his ways are not man's ways. In verse 27, continuing on in Matthew 11, Jesus says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. It's important for us to understand that no one has the type of relationship with the Heavenly Father that Jesus does. Him and His Father are one. They're one. All things have been delivered to Jesus by the Father. This is a very good thing for us who have faith in Jesus. I mean, because sometimes as Christians, we might be afraid to say that we're struggling. We might be afraid to say that I'm having a bad day or I don't understand or I don't know how this is going to work out or I just don't have the answer to that. There are some things that people come to me with and usually as a pastor, I get presented with people that are dealing with certain issues or problems or whatever, and that's what I'm here for, to try to point you to the Lord and point you to what God's Word says. But there are times where I'll say, I just don't know. I have no idea. I I don't understand that either. I don't know why this is going on. But then in the place where I feel that I don't know or I don't get it or I don't understand, I have to rely on what I do know. I can't allow what I do not know to control and to trump what I do know from God's Word. Because we can get so sidetracked and so consumed by the things that are happening in our lives that we forget the truths that are found in God's Word. And we start trying to figure things out we start going on blogs. We start looking for alternative things to what the Bible says you know, is, is the, the way to help our situation. We start looking to other sources for what we need spiritually. And that's a dangerous place. We start, I don't know, how would we say it? Self-diagnosing our issues. We start Googling too much. You know, what's going on? You know, what symptom is this? You know, and then we become the doctor and finding out what's wrong with us. We need to be careful of that. See, in the scriptures it says that all things have been given to Jesus, and that's particularly good for us because if Jesus has authority over all things, then we should be able to come with Him with everything. With everything. If Jesus has been given authority over all things then we as followers of Jesus need to come to him with everything so point number 1 is Jesus has been given authority so Jesus has authority over all things and point number 2 very simply is come to Jesus with everything with everything in second peter chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 it says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who has called us by glory and virtue. In verse 4 of Second Peter 1, it says, by which we have been given, it says, we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises that Through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter tells us that in Jesus, all things that pertain to life and godliness have been given to us. Let's make it personal. That in Jesus, everything that pertains to you living your life and living a godly life has been given to you through faith in Jesus. Everything you need. Everything that you need to live and to live godly is found in the Lord. Do you realize today that God, when He promises something, when it's read in His Word and you read the Bible and it says exactly what it says, that His promises remain, they do not go away. And so when we read what we're about to read in verse 28, you need to own this as your own promise to you. God's promise to you. And understand that this promise stands for eternity. Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 28, and here is the epicenter of our study this morning. He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." I will give you rest. The first few words here, come to me, are very powerful. You come to me. In John 6, 37, it says, And the one who comes to me, Jesus speaking, the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. You might be thinking, I don't know if Jesus is interested in me. You know what, man, I kind of grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. I kind of have lived a life that I don't think is pleasing to the Lord. I don't think God is interested in having me come to Him. No, it doesn't say anything like that in God's Word. It says, you come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. Are you laboring? Are you heavy laden? Come to me. Charles Spurgeon, who was a very well-known pastor in his day, is... With the Lord, but a lot of people love quoting him because he has some fantastic things to say in his commentaries on the Bible. But he said something to the effect that the Lord's favorite word is come, not go. Come to me, not get away from me. Come to me. See, if you're looking for rest, and I'm not just talking about a temporary fix. If you're looking for rest in the deepest part of who you are, come to Jesus. You don't need to go anywhere else. See, no religious leader on the face of this earth said that we should come to them to find peace or rest. See, the religious leaders of the day placed the responsibility of finding rest upon the person who was seeking it. I don't know about you, But if I could do it myself, I would not have been looking around for it to begin with. Also, this places a heavy burden upon the individual instead of alleviating that burden. Jesus said, All you who labor and are heavy laden, there are some things that we bring upon ourselves. You're laboring, you have brought this upon yourself. And there are other things that come upon us because of something or someone else. Maybe you're reaping what you've sown. You've invested in certain things that aren't good and now you're facing the consequences of that. The decisions that you made are now coming around full circle. Or maybe there's been things that have been thrust upon you that were outside of your control. It had everything to do with someone else's poor decision and now it's affecting you. Whichever the case is for you, the answer for both, the solution for both, is Jesus. Listen, coming to Jesus can mean running to Him. Some of you might bolt to Jesus. Some of you might walk to Jesus. Some of you may be crawling. Just one more. Lord, help me. With all the power of God, Jesus calls all men unto Himself. For He is the way. He's the answer. He's the solution. He's the remover of your burden. He is the healer of your past mistakes. He is the one that gives you true rest. All other systems in the world place heavy burdens upon people that are too much to bear. Remember I said earlier that you know usually when you look at different religious systems, they will place the responsibility of finding peace upon the person that is seeking it. They place the pressure, the responsibility, upon the individual to perform what is necessary for salvation, or for peace, and for rest. And quite frankly, that burden is too great for anyone to bear because they can never find in themselves or in this world what only God can give to them every other works-based religion in the world places the emphasis upon the individual. I actually was looking to alleviate my burden, not acquire 15,000 more of them. The religious leaders of Jesus' day were no different than the self-help and alternative religious leaders of our day. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 23 verse 4. He says, for they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. I like how it's translated in the New Living Translation, same passage, Matthew 23 4. It says, They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. That's why every other religion outside of Christianity, which is faith in Jesus, places burdens upon people to try to do X, Y, and Z to fix themselves. You need to go on this trip. You need to do these things. You need to practice this practice. Whatever it might be. But Jesus said, you come to Me, I'll give you rest. He doesn't say, you come to Me, and I will give you a list of 23 different things for you to try in order to attempt to find rest. Listen to what he says in verse 29. He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, as I was thinking about what we should be looking at this morning, like I mentioned, you know, we finished 2 Corinthians three Sundays ago or so. And we're in that place where before we go into our next book that we're going to study, I wanted to see if the Lord had anything that we should look at particularly. And for some reason, this was the verse and passage of verses, rather, that I felt that the Lord had put upon my heart to share here. See, a yoke was used to direct oxen in the right direction. In their community of Jesus' day, many were farmers and they lived by growing crops and being able to support themselves and their family, not only to eat, but to also sell and to bring in revenue and to cover their expenses. They would use a yoke to harness oxen so they could plow their fields. Often it has been noted by historians that they would link up a veteran ox with the noob. So that the veteran could show the new guy how to do what was necessary. This term, because of the culture of the day, became synonymous with a multifaceted attempt to, for man to please God in a million different ways. You know, you have the yoke of faith, the yoke of service, you have the, you know, the, the yoke of your relationship with God, and, and the religious aspects of Jesus' day started placing these burdens on people to try to be pleasing to God through certain actions. It's almost as if Jesus just said, I'm going to remove all of these things that man says that you need to do in order to find peace and rest and to be pleasing to God, and I'm going to show you the one simple step that you can take. Because there are so many burdens that are self-imposed, and I feel like there are even more that are given out by others. The burden of being under the yoke of Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, or any other work based religion in this world, it's a heavy burden. It's a heavy burden. I've had friends and have friends, acquaintances, teammates from college, and people that were from different faiths that never, and even to this day, haven't found that rest. And that peace that they're looking for because everything is contingent upon them. They better be good enough. They better work so they can reach enlightenment. They better practice these certain things, these rituals. And the burden and the stress is placed upon the person. It's more of a burden going to these different religious systems than it was to just be like, hey, I'm... Carefree and just trying to figure out life, and now I have all these things that I need to be able to do in order to be pleasing to the Lord. That's why Jesus said that we should come to Him and learn from Him because He's gentle and lowly in heart. This was the attitude of our Savior, Jesus Christ, a servant. Someone that was there to help. Because there is an exhaustion that is deeper than the physical nature. It's something that pierces even our soul. And Jesus said that we would find rest in the deepest, darkest place of our lives if we came to Him. Following Him is not a burden of earning our way or helping ourselves. If we take the direction of Jesus, then we find that He lightens our load and eases our burdens. That we can come to Him with our struggles, and come to Him with our concerns, come to Him with our emotions, and come to Him with our problems. And He doesn't say, here's a few more. Hope you make it. Hope you find the way. That's why we can come and lay down our burdens at His feet. And maybe today you're wondering, well, how exactly do you do that? How do I come to Jesus? Well, if you're here this morning, and you've never put your faith in Jesus... By placing your faith in Jesus, that is coming to Him. We also come to Jesus through prayer. That's that's really the portal, if you will. We can communicate with God through prayer. If you're thinking about it, if I'm carrying a burden, if I had this massive moving box, you know we all love moving house, so we'll use that as an analogy. I'm carrying this massive Home Depot box that I packed too much with books and all this stuff. I don't want to carry this. The religious systems of the day will add a couple more things. Uh, Here's a vase and here's some pillows and here's some whatever. And then here's a rug or whatever it might be and and you're, you're here. I have to carry all of these things. See, when Jesus says come to Me, you're literally dropping those things at His feet. You do so through prayer. Lord, I'm struggling right now. Father, I feel the pressure of this. Or, or Lord, I I feel empty inside. Or, Lord, I'm struggling right now. Lord, I I need your help. This is coming to Jesus. Lord, I have just this insurmountable feeling where I, I just can't shake it. Lord, would you please help me? That's coming to Jesus. He eases your burdens. In Isaiah 53, verses 4-5, through 5, it says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He has. Jesus. I'm having a hard time financially right now. I'm having a hard time emotionally right now. Whatever the case may be. Lord, I'm having a hard time relationally right now. Lord, I'm struggling with temptation right now. Whatever it might... Lord, I'm having... Lord, you come to Him with your burdens. But in my mind, I just feel so overwhelmed by all this stuff. I can't stop thinking about... Come to Jesus through prayer. Come to Jesus. It says He has borne our griefs. Isaiah 53, verse 4. He's carried our sorrows. It says, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But... He was wounded for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace. That which brings peace. That, it says, the, chastis- the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What part of this says that you have to do something to relieve it? What part of. The Scriptures say that you have to take certain practical steps of earning your way to salvation. There is nothing there. Jesus says, you come to Me. You follow Me. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to go try and find it somewhere else. You come to Me. I will give you rest. You who labor, stuff you brought upon yourself. You who are heavy laden, things that other people have put upon you. Whatever the case may be, you will find rest for your soul. Because Jesus bears your grief. He bears our grief. He carries our sorrow. So we need to lay these burdens down at the feet of Jesus. Why? Because He has been given authority over all things. All things. He can take care of it. There is nothing more powerful than Him or greater than Him or beyond His ability to help. That's why we understand Jesus, as He has been given authority of all things, we can come to Him with all things. Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. Maybe, maybe we feel a little embarrassed about it. Like, I'm almost ashamed to say this, Lord, but this is how I'm feeling. Let me just give you a news flash. God already knows what you're thinking and what you're feeling before you articulate it in prayer. He knows your thoughts. And so you're not, you're not <laughs> catching the Lord off guard. It's not going to be something that's like, oh, I don't know if the Lord really wants to hear this. He already knows it. But you need to lay it down at His feet. Follow Him. He'll make you into the person that you need to be and hopefully even this morning that you desire to be. But in order to follow Jesus, you have to let go of the notion that you can fix it that you can do it. That's why he says, not many mighty are called, not many noble are called. He has chosen the foolish things of the world. He has chosen the ones that have said, I can't do it. Lord, I need your help. I was talking to my my brother's father-in-law yesterday, and we just happened to be talking about parenting. It was my nephew's first birthday, and we were at, at his birthday party, and He said that he read this devotional about, you know, a a man coming to the Lord just saying, Lord, I don't know how to parent. Would you please help me? It's parenting. I mean, that's a challenge. For those of you that are parents, you know, it doesn't matter how many courses you take or how many books you read, the real life scenarios are really hard. We come to the Lord in desperation saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. Would you please help me? This is what we're reading and studying this morning. And it's not just with parenting, though God knows, parents, we need it. All of us need to apologize to our firstborn child, that's for sure. Kind of tapers off as the second and third one rolls around. But we need today to be in that place where we say, Lord, my job stress, it's affecting me. Lord, this situation that I'm dealing with and just even knowing that this is floating out there, it bothers me. Lord, I'm burdened by this. Would you please help me? Would you please help me, Lord? First Peter 5, 6-7, through seven, it says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Let me just say this very, very simply. God cares for you for you. God cares for you. And sometimes we're allowed to get to the place where we can't do this so that we can realize that we need to come to Jesus with everything that we have. And say, Lord, I'm laying this down at your feet. Lord, would you please help me? As much as I keep my game face on and pretend that nothing phases me and I I can attend to my own business, there comes a point in every person's life where you have to be honest with yourself and say, Lord, I need You. And I feel that the wisest thing that we can do as followers of Jesus is daily come to Him and say, Lord, here is what's going on. Would You please help me? Would You help me? Because God is concerned for us and He cares for us. So humble... We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and let Him, it says He'll lift you up. Let Him lift you out of despair. Let Him lift you out of grief. Let Him lift you out of anxiety. Let Him lift you out of worry. Let Him lift you out of being concerned about what other people think or say. May He lift you out of that stress. May He lift you out of that way of thinking that is detrimental to you physically and emotionally and mentally and, of course, spiritually. Let Him lift you out of those things that you're dealing with in due time. Because the Lord is faithful to you. And I think that we need to be reminded as followers of Jesus, to be reminded as a church that we can come to Jesus with everything because He has authority over all things do you labor? Are you heavy laden? Jesus with authority says, come to me. Any other person on the face of this earth that says you come to me is a thief and a robber. No one but Jesus can say, you come to me and I'll give you peace and I'll give you rest. It doesn't matter how many followers on Twitter they have or Instagram or whatever they might be, how many people attend their conferences or their gatherings or whatever. If you look to a man, you will not find what man needs. You must look to God. And the final thing that I'm going to share with you this morning before we conclude in worship is this quote from Matthew Henry. If you don't know who Matthew Henry is, he is a very well-known scholar and commentator on the Bible. And if you've never read a Matthew Henry's commentary, let me just tell you, number one, it's exhaustive in a good way. Everything you need to know. There's some things in there that are absolutely amazing. And so if you've never read it, pick one up on Amazon. Go online. There's also some study tools where you can read it for yourself. But this is what Matthew Henry says, and I quote, and I think this is a great way to end our service this morning. It says this, quote, The Father has delivered His all into the hands of the Lord Jesus. Let us but deliver our all into His hand and the work is done. End of quote. Let's pray. Father, we thank You, Lord, for Your Word. And we thank You, Lord, for the timeless truths found in the Bible. And Lord, I ask God that if there are any here that are laboring or are heavy laden, that You would give them rest today. And Lord, I ask now, Lord, for anyone that is struggling, anyone that is overwhelmed, anyone that has concern or worry or anxiety, anyone that's dealing with anything on any level, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I ask, God, that You would now move in alleviating those burdens. And with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're here today, and you would say, you know what? I am struggling or I do have this concern or there is this issue or I have this constantly on the back of my mind. You have this burden that you're carrying with you. And if you want to be free from that today, then I'd like to pray that the Lord would set you free from that. i like to help you in that time of prayer and laying your burden, burden down at the feet of Jesus. And so with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're here and that you have something that needs to be laid down at the feet of Jesus, would you just raise your hand and say yes? Would you please pray for me? Because I'd like to pray for you right now. Whatever it is, and whatever that is you can see in your mind's eye, I just want you, to, I want you to lay it down at the feet of Jesus in your own heart to say, Lord, please take this from me. Please help me because I'm going to pray for you right now. Is there anybody else that I can pray for? Right on. As your hand goes up, may your burden go down. Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands. And Lord, on this very unique Sunday, covering this passage of Scripture, I pray that whatever burden it is that your sons and your daughters are carrying with them today, that you would remove it. Father, I ask as they are humbling themselves in your sight, saying, Lord, I need your help. We call upon your promises We call upon what Jesus said here. Come to Me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so Lord, we're not looking for a quick fix. We're not looking for a superficial fix. Lord, we're looking for where this worry, where this concern, where this burden is originating from. And so Lord, I pray by the power of Your Holy Spirit that You would bless Your people now Lord, that they would make it a practice of laying their burdens down at Your feet. And every time, Lord, whether it's another person that tries to put it back on their shoulders or the enemy tries to kick it back up in their face, that they would just have that regular practice of saying, I'm laying this down at the feet of Jesus. I'm laying this burden down. I'm casting my cares upon Jesus because I know He cares for me. And so, Lord, Because of the great concern and the care that you have for your sons and your daughters, I pray that you would help them now in their time of need. Lord, may they be freed from these things. May they find that peace. May they be able to take that breath and exhale and not feel those things, Lord. And so Father, I pray that you begin that work now. And Lord, bless your church. Bless your people. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.